gonna do this shit because clearly yes, this fucking man doesn't get the point of being punctual but we're gonna fucking do this shit anyway so i you know this past week was crazy uh i'm so glad to see you mr rob fortune how are you doing great yeah you look fucking fantastic dude i mean doing the, great the, the 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 best thing the best thing about this week is i got to listen it felt like there's so many different rock genres uh, yes. Of, uh, and, and I want to say that Joey Jordanson, uh, rest your soul, man, you are by far, I, I feel, one of the most respected drummers even in any era, modern, uh, you know, 70s. You could compare him to so many people. He's still one of the greatest drummers. And it's just uh, we're lucky enough to be graced with a metal drummer who's fucking uh, absolutely ph phenomenal. So um, just want to say rest in peace, uh, Mr. Jordanson. Uh he doesn't have to be in pain. Do you, do you know what the fuck happened to him? I know that he had some kind of disease. At the end, he uh, lost the use of his leg. Uh, sounds like a nightmare for a drummer. Someone told me that. Someone even said that um, he may have uh, OD'd. <sighs> you know, when you push to that point, man, fucking with that dude's livelihood since he was a child, he was playing guitar, um, drums, you know, and, and, you know, did kind of had like a regular life in American life when you push to that point where you are no shit you, you can't do what you love anymore yeah to me that fucking hurts and I, I don't I don't know what I would do if I couldn't like if someone chopped my dick off I love jerking off um yes I love doing stuff like that I love doing weird shit like that so if I lost an appendage or you lost what you love like you're you're you know you lost your right hand God damn, you'd fucking lose your goddamn mind. You, you know, you you play. You're a multi uh, instrument artist. You're fucking insane artist. You, you got a lot of different skills. You'd probably lose your fucking mind. I, you'd fall in a state of depression. And maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I hope that it's not. I hope that he just went out peacefully. Yeah, I uh, I I got carpal tunnel surgery on uh, both of my hands, and be before then, I was just uh, you know I was going to doctors, and I'm like I have tingling in my hands. Uh, it's got to be carpal tunnel, and they're like, well, it's uh, we don't know what to do about it. It uh, you know that was a that was a nightmare because uh, I, I I had I had a job I didn't like, and um, I. And then, like, the one thing I attached all my identity to was taken away from me. And so I'm like, what do I do now? I, I didn't, uh, that was, that was the worst I ever felt was that stretch of time. Uh, no hope and fuck. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, uh, Jack said he'll be here in five minutes. He said that a minute ago. Uh, okay, so let, let, I want to play a game with my good friend right here then. Sure. Right. We're going to go, who, who, who'd you fuck, fuck, Mary kill, all right? I want, I'm going to give you three rock ladies okay you let me know how you feel about them one of them is kind of and eh, she can kind of be rock rap you, you can figure it out amy lee from evanescence billy eilish or Haley williams from paramore okay uh all of these people i've pretty much barely listened to and have barely looked at so um Oh my God. Let's see. Maybe, maybe I've listened to Paramore the most. Yeah. Billie Eilish is is she is she nineteen now or is she? 
she, I remember she, looking. She she is she is of age of consent, so we can play this game without without being on a watch list. We can play this game. <laughs> I I remember looking her up. Uh, what was it? Twenty eighteen, and she was seventeen at the time. And she had old music videos where like men were like touching her chest, and I was oh. just like, this. I don't know how this is legal. Uh, I'm I'm really uncomfortable by this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it was filmed during times of Me Too, and like, I don't, like, I don't know how, like, that was okay, but that, uh, whatever. Maybe, um, well, maybe that's a. If I may interrupt, maybe that's yeah. that's a message she's trying to say, you know, because of the whole Hollywood underage fucking and okay. objectifying women, you know, and think about it in that in that reference. But uh, let's play fuck Mary Kill. Let's not let's not get woke about this shit. I hate being woke. Fuck the hashtag era. Um, uh, yeah. So. Let me know what you think. If you got to so, Google, then Google. Okay. Um, well, my instinct is I'm going to kill the one from Evanescence because they had that one song that I kind of thought was okay, but it, uh, the, the, the urban legend is that she can't sing live and she only has the one song. Whether that's true or not, that's what I heard. So based, <laughs> on, based, based on that, I have to kill her. Okay. And so i guess i'm gonna marry paramore girl and kill wait and then what fuck billy eilish i guess okay. is what it is okay the the three things i know about billy eilish are that like she has like a like a like a a, a bad attitude I, I i expect her to be mean to me and and i also expect to have nothing in common with any 19 year old <laughs> so I, I don't think i would want to marry her whereas paramore i had one friend that was really into paramore and saw something in them as a band, so I'm gonna put my faith in him and say that she's the most merry worthy of the three. Okay. Okay. What would you say? You know what? I, I made this I made this list and I didn't even think about it. I put zero thought. But if you're putting me on the spot, I'm ready to fucking answer. Yes. So um I would fuck Amy Lee. Here's why. When I was in high school, I had a thing for her. She looked like kind of like a weird, like, ooh, weird kind of goth girl, right? So I would bang it just to see how it is and have a story. Um, I would marry Billie Eilish. Here's why. Look at her fucking net worth, all right? And two other great things, right? Net worth, she's, I think, over $100 million right now. So she's going to take care of daddy as long as daddy dicks her down, okay? Two, she has an amazing body. Great rack. I love great racks. I'm objectifying her. I'm going fucking cancel me. You can't cancel me. Three, she has Tourette syndrome. So how fucking funny would that shit be? <laughs> if we're at the table and she's just like saying some really outrageous shit like, oh, pussy fart, shit cunt. Are you like, yes, say it again, say it again. And here's why I kill Haley Williams. She had a she had this thing where she leaked her own nudes out. Ugly titties. The worst tits I've ever seen in my fucking life disgusting disgusting i would not fucking have anything associated with fucking uh hayley williams at all that that bitch's tits go fuck yourself jack falcon would you just Hello. wake up just wake up from a fucking hand job trance what the fuck's going uh, on with no you? i've been listening to music uh, i just thought for some reason that i was at 11 because 11 is the normal time uh rob what, what did the chat say mr rob fortune uh, I needed a 10 for, for family reasons. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's why we kicked it off, because you are well, a little thank you. fucking cockbag. Thank you. And you know you're what? Doing, you're doing God's work, Jomo. You, thank you. <laughs> you're late one more fucking time, I swear to God. I'm going to fly out to where you're at, and I'm going to shave, I'm gonna shave your fucking face. We're only meeting up if the trifecta meets up. 
and we're gonna come out a, here and shave my balls dude i will shave your balls and if you, you dare me i fuck yeah i will here's why i feel like <laughs> i feel like any friendship bond would be a lot stronger if you shave someone's balls and you're like and I, true. and i'm not gonna have you move your dick i'm moving your dick for you like i'm doing this thing i'm moving the dick upward and then i'm getting under there it's really have you ever shaved your balls and, and like your dick yeah, of course you know that, yeah, that that junction that like 90 degree angle where, <laughs> you're, where your ball sp- your ball sack meets your dick and you're like this yeah that I've nicked yeah. I've nicked down there so many times uh, thank you for showing up you late fuck so we just played fuck Mary kill you're gonna have to catch okay. up Amy Lee okay. from Evanescence Billie Eilish yep. and Haley Williams of Paramore mm-hmm. um choose wisely i'm i'm killing the one from evanescence i'm marrying <laughs> Haley williams and i'm fucking the other one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay um weird i said i would uh marry billy eilish because mucho dinero um mm-hmm. i would fuck amy lee for the story and i kill Haley williams for her ugly titties so is she that. is eilish known to be way more rich than the other two Dude, yeah, she look up her fucking net worth, dude. The She's Paramore chick has to have money. No, not 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 the way fucking Billie Eilish does, bro. Not the way she does, and she does stupid fucking music, so, so you know weird. she's rich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, I mean, Evanescence only had like two CDs, and then they fucking fell off planet Earth. Yeah. Who would you rather punch in the face, Trump or Bruce Springsteen? Uh, I don't know. I like Bruce Springsteen. Why? Why? Why do you? Why do you hate him? I don't a political like, thing or his look, music? Um, if it were up to me, I look at Trump and I got nothing, I got a lot against him. I'm not a I'm not a left or right guy. I'm not Democrat mm. or Republican. I would say um, he, however, he was fucking hilarious as a fucking president. Not yeah, the dude, best, not, yeah. not the best president, but a funny fucking president. When he called the porn star that he fucked and cheated yeah. on his hot wife with. Horse face. <laughs> I went, holy shit. You, you, you know when you can flex when you call the bitch you fucked horse face. Holy shit. That's fucking hilarious. Well, who would you, who'd you punch, Rob? Um, well, continuing with the comedy theme, you got to punch Trump. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, that's on character for him. He's always in the middle of a storm, and that's just one more storm coming his way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about Joey. No, you yes, didn't, you didn't fucking answer who you'd punch, motherfucker. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess it has to be Trump. Okay, thank you for that great segue. All right. <laughs> You're segueing us into success. You segueing son of a bitch. So. Okay. Who do you want to talk about first? We going with Slipknot first? Oh, of course. That's his roots. Okay. Jesus Christ. So, as always, <clears throat> most of the information I have here is all from Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, okay, first we're going to talk about Slipknot. So Slipknot is an interesting band. There are nine members of that band. Uh, playing everything from turntables, drums, bass, percussion, guitars, uh, keyboards, uh, more percussion, a second guitar player, and then Corey Taylor, who is the vocalist. So we are looking, the first album we're looking at is their self-titled uh, debut, but they actually had an album before that with a different singer. I'm just going to drop it in the the uh, album art in the comments just so everyone knows it exists it is called mate feed kill repeat Uh, i listened to it last night it's actually pretty good Uh, it's not as good i don't like it as much as their debut but it's still pretty good um let's see here 
<laughs> oh, in 2008, Slipknot launched their clothing line called Tattered and Torn, which was named after a song on their 1999 self-titled record. And Joey played with Slipknot until 2013 and recorded one more album after Volume 3 called All Hope is Gone. So first record we're going to take a look at here is their self-titled. Let me drop the cover art. Oh, yeah. Uh, Slipknot is a 15-track record released in 1999, coming in just over 60 minutes long. It's the band's debut studio album. This is the only album to feature original guitarist Josh Brainyard, Brainard, uh, who left at the end of the recording in late 1998. Jim Root would appear full-time on subsequent albums. The intro track, 742-617-000027, is named after the barcode of Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat, and the dialogue was taken from a Charles Manson documentary in which which says the whole thing I think is sick. Wait and Bleed was nominated for Best Metal Performance at two at 2000's 43rd Annual Grammy Awards. And in 2011, it was voted as the best debut album of the last 25 years by readers of Metal Hammer magazine. Singles on this album, Wait and Bleed, Spit It Out, Sick, and Eyeless. Jomo, what do you think about this album? I have a lot to say about this album. Um, I introduced this. Okay. My brother introduced Spit it me. out. He introduced me. Hold the fuck on. Greatness is coming out of my mouth, motherfucker. All right? So this, my brother, I was never in a fucking Slipknot. All right? Never, never got into them. And then my brother's like, he left a CD in my room. And, and he just said, he wrote a note, listen to this. And I was like, the, the what is it, sick? After the first, yeah. the first song? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. holy fuck. And... I, I just listen to Joey Jordanson play his Tom fills the you know his his ability to fucking vary like move between fucking time signatures on different measures and just the way he plays is fucking insane, bro. There's no way to describe how great he was. Like this dude was fucking amazing. The only thing that bothered me about a lot of this album was um, the percussionists. So you had Sean Graham and Chris Fenn that were kind of like you know filling in. With uh, you know, different tom work, quads, whatever, or fucking um, what's that shit? The the goddamn pick, they're beating kegs with a fucking with a goddamn baseball bat. So yeah. some of that shit was hard for me to like, you know, listen to when I was younger. However, the older I got, you know, YouTube has isolated tracks for all these albums. Um, you could listen to shit. Joey Jordanson, fucking insane, fucking insane. Like how great he was. And his, his heel toe double bass, man, like, how, how, how fucking prime was his shit? And this album, he didn't use, I don't think he used a fucking blast beat throughout this album. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. Uh, please do. I don't think there was not one blast beat during this. So it was definitely more metal, new metal, but it was superior above all that new metal shit that was coming out during that time. So this Slipknot album should be fucking plastered in gold. And should have big tittied women just rubbing their tits on it because it is a fucking amazing album. But Joy Jordison was a core to make it that fucking heavy. The guitars, simple. Bass, simple. Uh, turntable sampler, gimmicky. Fucking the extra percussionist, gimmicky. Guess what? The fucking core of that band was goddamn Joy Jordison. How he played on this fucking album defined fucking Slipknot. It wasn't Corey Taylor's fucking screaming voice because his whole fucking shit was going left and right. Rapping, fucking, uh, you know, screaming out his goddamn lungs with no true control, you know, from his diaphragm. It was Joey fucking Jordanson. And the dude produced, helped produce a lot of the shit. The guy's amazing. You can't fucking deny it. This album solidified how fucking great he was. 
Everything else was just him big dicking the world. That's all I gotta fucking say. I think this album has aged incredibly well. Um, I've heard a bunch of Slipknot over the years. I've listened to the CDs on and off. I've never been the biggest fan, but I do like them. And yeah, listening to this record like over the past week, it's great. It's catchy. There's so much shit going on. It's really original and insane. It's fucking chaos. Um, yeah, I, I love this album. Uh, it's not my favorite by them, but it's it's really original. So you were saying there's gimmicky things, which there are. The turn the um, the turntables, the samples, the other percussionists. Yeah, it's gimmicky, but. Um, it's really creative and it makes them unique. And also it's like, if, if you were able to be in a band where you have like four of your closest friends, right. But now you could be in a band with like seven of your closest friends and bring everybody along for the ride. It's like, you might as well. And I, I think that these guys are all just like best friends and it's, it, it, well, at least in the point where, where this was going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it, it had to be awesome to pretty much like have a gang with you. It's, it's like when we talked about the Beastie Boys, right? They're like their own hype men. Now, instead of three people, you have eight people or nine people. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. I, I love these guys. I love their look. The mask thing is great. Uh, one of them was saying uh, way before um, Corey Taylor joined, they were practicing. And one of these guys uh, maybe showed up in a clown mask. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. So they, then they all decided to do that. And it's fitting. Uh, it had to be insane to play a show like this, wearing this huge jumpsuit when it's 100 degrees out in the summer or whatever with these masks on where you probably can't breathe all that well. Um, I, I watched a couple of their live shows, and they were they were pretty awesome. Um, and, yeah, Slipknot is fucking great. Uh, Rob, what would you think of this album? Uh, so I, I've been trying to, like, remember why I – had such a like a, uh, a negative image of new metal why i never really gave it a chance or why i never really you know whatever i do remember when i was 15 people talked about this band a lot and they made fun of them a lot because it was just like okay there's drums but they need three drummers in order to do this it was compared to the the the, the all down picking master of puppets thing we always talk about you're only you're only a real man if it's all down picked so like yeah. like I, at the time, uh, I and nobody in that I was talking to was aware that Jory Jordanson was great, and that there was it was just like they made fun of him because they needed three people to do uh, what other bands do with one. That's what they said or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I uh, I think one reason I don't okay one reason I made fun of new metal is uh, uh, fucking facepalm lyrics. Um, fuck everyone fuck this world i don't give a shit don't ever judge me uh well if if you do give a shit if you care about being judged um (laughs) yeah 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 um and then for me uh sometimes the 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 vocals to guitar ratio isn't what i want I, i i i love guitar layered music and you know a lot of this uh pop uh new metal it's tons 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 of lyrics and uh guitars that are underwhelming to me but um i loved wait and bleed i i remember there was parts of this album that i remember at the time thinking that i hated this band less than uh, other new metal bands um yeah so that that's what i have to say about this band this album Yeah, Corey Taylor, his range, I, I don't I'm not exactly sure his octave span, but he can get really low and he can get pretty high. Um yeah, so he he like raps at points, 
Uh, he talks at points. He's like really low. He's screaming. He has a great singing voice. Oh, and it is proven also every time you downpick Master of Puppets, you gain one chest hair. Yes, so, right. Yeah. Not, not, no, not at all. Because here's the problem is Lars Ulrich. Here's the reason. George Jordan. Oh, God. It, this is. I feel What's like up? Lars What's Ulrich. George, George Jordan should have left Slipknot, right? After like his the fourth album, right? And say, hey, mm-hmm. guys, um, I killed Lars Ulrich. He's buried in fucking Echo Park somewhere in, in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm now playing for fucking Metallica. And then Metallica, you know, increases their fucking revenue by tenfold. Because how shitty... Like, don't mention fucking Master of Puppets because of... The, the one thing that ruined that goddamn song is Lars Ulrich. Mm-hmm. I, I wish him death. I, I, I fucking hope he gets hit by a car today. Please. So th- this would have been around the time when St. Anger came out. Oh. And uh, I know that's one of Jomo's favorites. <laughs> so that CD's actually good. Um, no, it's another, not. No, it's band not. With another, listen, listen, listen. Can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk? There's another band that re recorded that album and it's good. Is what I'm I saying. fucking, yeah. There you, are when, some stinkers on there. Invisible Kid is garbage. When someone re records your shit and it sounds better, yeah. that's how you know you fucking failed. And that whole shitty documentary was bullshit in the fucking first place. Um, yeah, Rob, what was that called? You remember? Some kind of monster. Yeah. yeah Whatever that fucking it. stupid shit was. Unfucking believable. I'd rather get I, fucking. I'd rather have someone slit my throat and fuck the wound. Let's segue to Iowa. we will i want to read a couple youtube comments all right all right right. um so yeah i was late here i didn't get to get all my thoughts together on this stuff but um surprise uh first first album is is really good like i said it's aged well it's unique there's tons of shit going on and there's really no substitute for this band i can't remember the other band that used to like wear jumpsuits and masks around the same time mushroom Um, head mushroom head I, yeah, Mudvayne and Mushroomhead, probably both of them. Mudvayne never wore jumpsuits, man. They were just like a hillbilly-ish with a lot of paint and stuff. Oh, yeah, they painted their face. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Man, Mud, and Mudvayne, Mudvayne was actually good. Mudvayne, I mean, uh, Mudvayne was good. Mushroomhead sucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, I'll have to listen to them at some point. All right, so here's some comments from YouTube. Damn, this album has some of the best drumming I've ever heard. Uh, this album is so relaxing. Most legendary new metal album ever. Fun fact, the picture you see of all the band members was taken at Clown's Parents' Garage. Uh, this album changed my life. Yeah, a lot of support. I wouldn't be surprised if this is um, rated number one for most people. Uh, it's, it's got a good mix of... It, it, it goes like balls to the wall, but it doesn't go as balls to the wall as like Iowa does. But it's, it's fucking... It's good. It's a great album. I don't have much more to say about that. I don't, I don't want to blow it for too long. Um, Jomo, do you want to say, say anything else? No, nah, man. Great fucking okay. great great album. Solidified his fucking career as being a savage. Oh, also the clown with the long nose. When he was on stage, he would like jerk the nose off. Mm, nice. I would like to get one of those masks and like, you know, head fuck somebody. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jomo, you need to get you need to get eight friends together and go at Slipknot for Halloween. Um, I don't have eight friends. <laughs> yeah, that that that's where the problem lies. All right, next we're going <laughs> to talk about Iowa. I just dropped the album art in the comments. Hi. Iowa is a 14-track record released in 2001, coming in just over 66 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album. Uh, Left Behind was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2001's 
44th annual Grammy Awards, and My Plague was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2000. And wait, do I have this backwards? Whatever. They, some, whatever. they were both at some point nominated for a Grammy. Uh, Iowa is the band's longest album and contains their longest song to date, Iowa, clocking in, clocking in just over 15 minutes. Um, so here's some stuff. That, so this album I know was a disaster to make. Um, about back in January or December, December, one of the guys who I play in a band with, I asked him, like, give me a CD to listen to. And he was like, listen to Iowa. And um, when I was reading about it, it's the whole thing was like this album, like pretty much almost killed this band. Uh, one of the things is that the, the, the debut album was so popular that they felt all this pressure that they had to follow up. Um, and you had all this stuff going on behind alcoholism, drug addiction, all this kind of shit. And it was like slowly just kind of digging at these guys. So I have a couple things here that I'm going to talk about uh, with much anticipation from the, uh, with much anticipation for the album following their success of the success of their 1999 self-titled debut pressure on the band pressures on the band were high lack of a break for Jordison and gray Corey Taylor's alcohol addiction, other members' drug addictions, and management issues affected the band. Their relationships, their relationships with each other suffered, and this was later described as the darkest time of their career. Uh, and this is from, <clears throat> this quote here is from Sean. Recording Iowa was fucking hell. I wanted to kill myself. There was drugs, bitches, rock and roll, all that shit. People expected so much of us then. People equal shit was our way of saying fuck off and leave us alone. Uh, singles on this album, Left Behind and My Plague. Uh, Rob, why don't you start with this one? What do you think of Iowa? Uh, I listened to this one uh, more than the other ones because this one uh, stuck out to me. Uh, so s some people have told me that uh, Joey Jordison brought uh, blast beats to uh, the mainstream, and he probably did. Uh, this album came out in 2001. Uh, Toxicity in 2001 might have had some blast beats in it, like Multiply and uh, Bounce. You, you, you might say those have blast beats in them, but Iowa has a ton of blast beats and they're all legit blast beats. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, drumming's awesome. I love that they gave, uh, you know, I don't know, there was some standout fills that l left out to me. And yeah, I, I, um, to me, uh, people had told me, you know, in this phase in which uh, I was 16 and I was judging new metal really hard and my thing was metal metal, People had told me, you got to give Slipknot a chance. Joey Jordanson's legit. And they love metal metal. Uh, they're just choosing to play a, a form of metal that makes money, unlike the other forms. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I listen to Iowa, and it's like, yeah, there's there's legit metal riffs in here, uh, uh, speed picking and, um, and blast beats. And I'm like, yeah, these guys really do. And in the last song, Iowa, I was getting vibes of uh, stoner metal. Like, Neurosis is one of my all-time favorite bands, and I just... Uh, yeah, I was I was getting all these uh, good feelings from this album. I uh, I mean there there are um, there are, are facepalm lyrics in it. Um, the, the one that I laugh at because I love, but I also facepalm really hard is if you're five five five, then I'm six six six. So it's like okay, well I have to say that I'm better than you somehow, so I have to have a bigger number than you. And wouldn't it be so surprising mm. if I said the, the number six six six? I mean, I was I was introduced to like Satan worshiping music, too like super early. So yeah, that was one of my issues with new metal is I'd already been exposed to more extreme shit. So it's it's like once you once you go there, you can't step down and be amazed by it anymore. So, but. Um, Okay, and there, there's a couple of lyrics that I did really like here. Or wait, do I like them or do I laugh? I don't know. You fucking touch me and I'll rip you apart. I'll reach in and take a bite out of that shit you call a heart. 
<laughs> um, I think about I that eat, line a lot, actually. I it's eat like permanently shit. stuck in my brain. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other one that you guys had mentioned already? I'm gonna. Fu- I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound, dude. That is fucking metal as shit. First of all, I right like there, it. that is yeah, like, I like it. when you say, um, I'm gonna slit your throat and fuck the wound. Yeah. Come, come again. Suck. That's like, uh, uh, it's not Sasha Grace. It's just a little evil, and I love it. And I think the the great thing about this album, you bring up a valuable point, uh, Rob, a, uh, about the blast beats. However, uh, you may have heard of this drummer, Derek Roddy. Derek Roddy, unknown kind of. He, I forget the band. I think he played with Annihilator, or he, yeah, they were on Roadrunner. So so so, 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 so yeah. So De- Derek, I don't. I don't think he played with Annihilator. I'm trying to remember the name of the band that he played with. Oh. But the dude is a fucking uh, a savage, and he really like found that profound sound between balancing the hi hat and the snare on the blast beat. Um, <clears throat> however, I love the way that Joy Jordanson, and I think this is kind of getting with uh, what Mr. Rob Fortune is thinking. I don't just don't tell me if I'm wrong for assuming this that he incorporated it in a very well manner with you know with with complimenting this album. Like the 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 blast beat for people equal shit is fucking amazing. If you saw the live performance of his fucking drum solo, he's I know he's not the first drummer to use an apparatus where he you know moves around all that shit. But how impressive? How impressive is that shit to fucking do that shit and you know keep time, keep sound, keep tempo, do, do you know? And just sounds so fucking amazing. You you can't be Joy Jordanson. Joy Jordanson is his own is his own breed. You have like Steve Copeland, you have Keith Moon, you have uh, Neil Peart, who is the best, by the way, and then you have fucking Joy Jordanson, who who's I would say, you know, in the top twenty of great drummers, man, very strong number, okay, but uh, just his drumming, I felt, yes, this was Slipknot's sophomore slump, right, because the guitars were kind of lazy to me. Um, there just a lot of different fucking distortions that I didn't like in this fucking album. Um, it felt like an obligated fucking album, right? However, if you listen to isolated tracks, Joey Jordanson it did not disappoint at all. Like the dude incorporated so much fucking things. He was, you know, his time changes were amazing. I, if he was alive, I'd suck his dick. That's all I got to say about that. I have to know what album you don't think is a sophomore slump. How the fuck do you think Iowa is a slump of an album? It's fucking balls out awesome. And it's fucking it, it, kicks ass all uh, the way through. They're, the artist we're going to listen to fucking this coming week is definitely not. They didn't have any software. I thought you were trolling. I thought you were going to say the murder dolls. I, I I'd, I'd shove a fucking bee stinger in my fucking ass before I listen to murder dolls uh, consensually. Holy shit. But I don't. I, we'll, we'll move on from there. But that's why I got to say fucking Iowa. Good album. Not great. Um, but Joy Jordanson did not disappoint. Listen to isolated tracks when you get a chance. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I disagree. I think I like this more than the previous and uh, like they're self-titled and I I think it's awesome. This is a band growing um, and it's, it's fucking great. Um, Jim Root is awesome. Uh, Just in general, this whole band is fucking great. They had a live uh, album around this time called disaster pieces, which was taken from a name from one of the songs on this. 
Uh, People Equal Shit, awesome song. Um, My Plague, awesome song. Everything Ends is awesome. Heretic Anthem, Iowa, uh, Metabolic. Everything left behind. Th- this album is strong. It's great. Um, also, five one five, the beginning, which is like a bunch of screaming. Uh, one of the guys, grandfather died uh, when they were recording this, and apparently he went in the recording studio and was just like yelling about shit and about that, uh, you know, pertaining to that, and that became the song five one five, or the intro, whatever. Um, but yeah, I love this album. It's awesome. It's balls to the wall. It's badass. <laughs> Uh, in no way do I think that this is a sophomore slump. I think it's fucking awesome. It's growth. Um, I do want to read some YouTube comments about this one. Um, these, uh, this album has my favorite YouTube comments. They're like borderline sincere and borderline trolling. Um, first one says, you don't need friends if you have this album. Second one says, fun fact, this, uh, the Slipknot album Iowa was so big that they named the whole state after it. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, next one the most Christian album in the world Uh, next guy says I am 150 and still rocking to this album in the grave and then last one guy says I believe listening to this made me a peaceful individual also uh, Slipknot would constantly change their masks and everything as they uh, as you know they went from album to album and one of my favorite ones was the guy who was originally wearing a gas mask it eventually uh, transformed into like a skull it's it's pretty much the coolest transformation i hate Corey taylor's mask it's i don't know what it's supposed to be um but yeah i don't know uh the master is such a cool idea uh they changed the colors they changed the look awesome idea to go with the different albums but yeah i was uh, my favorite slipknot album uh it fucking kicks ass and i'm going to listen to it again uh today when i'm playing video games nice all right so <laughs> i'm pretty sure if i can read rob Volume three is going to be his favorite. So, oh, did you say Iowa was your favorite, or is Volume three your favorite? favorite? Okay, yeah. Favorite. When I'm listening to Volume three, I was like, this seems like it's right up Rob Fortune's alley. Could be. Um, let me drop the album art. <clears throat> well, that's hot. That's hot uh, volume three, the Subliminal Verses, is a 14-track record released in 2003, coming in just over 60 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, and their only one produced by Pooja. <sighs> I didn't look. What the fuck you want? What do you want? Hurry up! Rick, Rick, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Oh, everything Rick that guy. Rubin. Everything that guy touches is fucking gold. You got so, solid. Everything. It's solid gold. It's amazing. Yep. He dude has his finger in every pie. That's right. Uh, volume three is credited as Slipknot's first to incorporate more traditional melodic song structures, guitar solos, and acoustic instruments. Duality was nominated for Best Hard Rock Performance, and Vermilion was nominated for Best Metal Performance at 2004's 47th Annual Grammy Awards, and before I forget, won for Best Metal Performance at 2005's 48th Annual Grammy Awards. At the end of 2009, Before I Forget was listed as AOL's Top Metal Song of the Decade. <laughs> Fucking AOL? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you got throw that fact in when it's AOL. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, so um, sh- this is another quote from Sean. Uh, first album was a lot of fun. The second album felt like we were saying, fuck you, we're dying here. And the third record was the healing process. Oh, fuck. Uh, singles from this album, Duality, Vermilion, Vermilion Part 2, Before I Forget, The Nameless, and The Blister Exists. Uh, I love this album. I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's, it's Slipknot, but it's calmer. They went balls out for Iowa. They've toned it down a bit for this one. And I, I do love it. I think it's fucking great. Uh, Jomo. Tell us about Volume 3. Dude, when I I fucking heard this fucking album, man, I was like, 
the balance is here. This is their best Slipknot album, all right? I give respect to fucking Iowa. I give respect to the self-titled. This is where they found their balance. This is where I heard more of uh, Joey Jordanson rather than the percussionist trying to, you know, be overbearing. And and, and it must have been Rick Rubin, who's big dicking, like, no, I, w- I want to hear the little guy. I want to hear the little guy stop. And I felt like the guitars, the guitars, the concept, the songs, everything felt right. And, you know, I know we're talking about Joey Jordanson, this show. This dude... Holy shit, man, this album is great. Like, if you listen to the drum, listen to just the drum tracks on The Blister Exists and 3 Nil. Um, fucking love 3 Nil, love The Blister Exists. Like, just listen to the fucking drum tracks. This album is their best album. Best Slipknot album. Um, out of all of them, I can name, I, I, what do they have, five or six albums to date? So for the ones that they do have, I found this to be the most impressive one. Best produced, best balance, great guitar riffs, great drum fills. It wasn't overbearing or gimmicky at all. The fucking whole album made me want to jerk off. Like, and when something makes me want to jerk off, that means I like it. All right. Just like Jack Falcon's mom. I was going to say, I would hope so. <laughs> no, but it, it, great. It's a great album. I mean, fucking Rob is v- vastly more educated. Rob, tell me what you think, bro. Um, so, uh, I, I love Rick Rubin. I watched, I list, listened to his podcast on WTF recently. That was, I recommend that to anyone. Really? I remember jo- Joey Jordanson said that in that mansion that they, they recorded at with Rick Rubin, uh, they did have ghost experiences there and he was not traumatized by it. He wants to go back. He, you know, they, I don't, uh, doors are opening and closing, something like that. And he was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to have, uh, these, these ghosts like, uh, trying to participate in, uh, with us. And, um, so he wanted to go back. I think, I think it's, I think it's cool that jo- Joey, uh, had an experience like that and he wasn't afraid of it. He wanted to experience it again. feels like he, you know, lived life while he was alive. Um, what else? Um, well, I, I know that I, I, I like this album. I listened to it first. Uh, I, there's, there's good hits on it. Um, yeah, I like this album. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's funny that Jomo says that they, did you say they kind of toned down the, the percussionists? They, they, it, it seems like for, uh, this album, it wasn't too overbearing for the percussionists. Yeah. Like, cause I, like duality has tons of them there's like there's straight in the video there's this the dudes like that's, belting that's kegs with like one, metal bats yeah but even the kegs sound a lot better it sounds, <laughs> they tuned them they tuned them bro. yeah yeah i mean that's what happens when you fuck with rick rubin rick rubin fucks yeah. you rick, rick rubin's rubin, legit yeah he says he likes things like in their pure form like uh because he started in hip-hop um yeah. You know, he's he's he like a lot of vocals at the time were done with a lot of reverb on them. So when people started like doing uh, uh, rap albums, it's like okay, well, vocals are always done with reverb on it, and so it just and uh, so he and some others do, are famous for doing vocals with no reverb on it, and so it's like bare, it's naked, it's so that's kind of what he likes is a lot of the bare, naked, like raw. Um, so that's what you're describing. Yeah, but it, it's not, you know how if you have low production quality, though, and you still have yeah. something that's raw, it's still, it's not going to sound good. I think he, he, he does a better bet. He does a better job of balancing, you yeah. know, the, that shit out together. And there's nothing that's overbearing. It's everything's complimented and it's harmonized. It sounds very beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. He has not he has an ear. He knows what's strong. And uh, he was telling me stories about like, uh, you know, he uh, we're listening to something. The lyrics aren't right. Well, explain to me what the story is. Oh, that story is more compelling than your lyrics. So, you know, go home, spend write, write eight pages of stuff on those feelings, underline the most important parts. And um, so, yeah, he, he he just has this uh, he like he knows what's what's weak and what's strong. I don't know. He he has a uh, he has skill, man. Yeah, this album, um, even though it's lighter, it's still pretty dark. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of like half step increments and that kind of stuff, which which always makes things you know more metal. Um, there's the song in here, Vermilion, might have the most seamless uh, transition from verse to the chorus I've ever heard of any song ever written. It's so fucking smooth when he says, I, I won't let this build up inside of me. It's just crazy smooth. And they did it twice. They used uh, that part. The first uh, Vermilion one is more of a, an electric one using electric instruments and stuff. And then the second one, they are primarily using acoustic guitars. Um, uses the same parts, just kind of does it in a different way. Uh, and they use the same part. I won't let this build up inside of me. Beautiful. Awesome. One. It's just so smooth. It's just so smooth before I forget is good. Pulse of the maggots. I loved, um, there's a song in here, the virus of life, which I had never heard before. Um, and I had to point it out to Rob. We're both, we both love speed picking and that kind of stuff. And about like three and a half minutes into the song, there's this amazing speed picked part that keeps going for a long time. And as he's speed picking, he's like bending and sliding and it, it's fucking awesome. I it's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, three nails great the blister exists is awesome uh, prelude 3.0 is a great intro it really sets the mood on this album uh, duality has always been one of my favorite songs ever by uh by slipknot fucking great um i think i did used to listen to the cd quite a bit around when it came out i don't think i owned it maybe i was just streaming it or some shit um but yeah i like this one a lot i i i criticize lonely day by system of a down because it was boring it's i don't mind bands taking a slower route um, it's just when you do it in a boring way, it fucking sucks. You have to ask yourself, would Pantera do this? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. If the answer is yes, then do it. Yes. Pantera had slower stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't like they bitched out to do it. So when I listen to the stuff on here, it's slower, but it's still metal. It's still dark. It's eerie. You get all these weird sounds going on. There's like, I don't know. It's it, it's a combination of all the people. You still get these little, these, uh, these, uh, the what do you call them clip sample whatever they have the sample pieces you get all this stuff going on and it's this combination of all this stuff and it's still dark it's still dreary it's still fucking kind of ugly um and it's great it's awesome i love this album um if it wasn't for iowa just being what it is this would probably be my favorite i, I think i actually do like the idea of this more than the first album even though the first one has aged really well and it's very unique this is also unique and it shows that like slipknot can do slower stuff and not be a bitch about it and yeah, I like it. It's done well. It sounds fucking great. Good for them. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm going to read some YouTube comments here. Uh, guy says, man, the blister exists is such a great fucking song after coming off the intro track. Joey's a fucking beast on it. Uh, the opening track really sets the mood for the album. In my opinion, the album itself is underrated. Some didn't give it a chance because it wasn't Iowa. I agree. That's pretty much what I was just saying. Um, I have some weird nostalgic feelings for this album. Uh, next guy says, I think this might be their masterpiece. Front to back, this album is so creative, so deeply entrenched with lyrical emotion, and it just crushes the soul while fueling it at the same time. It's amazing. And last comment, I just listened to this album for the first time, and it kicks ass. So, yeah, it does. It's fucking great. I think I have a picture of, did I post a picture of them during this time frame? Let's see. 
no this would be them during the time frame i like posting the different pictures of their masks they evolve they change everything so you can see that the guy who used to be the gas mask is now getting becoming more of a skull yeah. and uh and um the guitar player is just so he's like six and a half feet tall he like he's so much taller than everybody else um but yeah this was a this was a good lineup mask wise i i like that cory taylor has a new mask because i always hated his old one um but yeah looks good i love this band I, I like what they become there was a couple albums i i wasn't really feeling them um there's one more i i didn't realize that joey only played on one more album after this we could have squeezed it in um but uh it's called all hope is gone and um yeah uh, you can't go wrong with slipknot in my opinion they've aged well um the band we're going to talk about talk about in a minute i'm not sure has aged as well um but they did a good job they're unique no one will ever forget about them and they they were fucking great and they're actually still around and oh also you know, there's another member of slipknot who died also paul uh died five years ago they dedicated an uh, album to him yeah and that was that was pretty sad because that one was i believe he was prescribed the wrong amount of medication to take and when he took the amount that it was told him to take it ended up killing him um which is really sad. And he was one of the main songwriters of Slipknot. I believe when that happened, they were like, this might just be the end of Slipknot. Um, well, so, they, yeah. It, they, uh, I've heard different What's stories, up? man. I heard it was a combination of both. Either way, tragic. Uh, the dude, yeah. the dude was oh, yeah. a, a great artist, and it's a shame. You know, substance abuse yeah. and ODing is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, There's. It's. this is a band that they're probably lucky and happy that they made it out of. Um, Corey Taylor was suicidal for a while. At one point, he was going to jump off the top of a building and just fucking kill himself until some someone who they were, like, playing with was there and, like, grabbed him and, like, didn't let him. So, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on with these guys due to pressure and, you know, home life and, uh, you know, drugs and all this kind of shit and, and, and everything. You're not thinking clearly. You're, like, you're, you're touring to support these albums. You're exhausted. Like I said, they're playing in these jumpsuits, so they're just sweating their balls off all the time. I mean, all that shit day after day after day will get to you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's Slipknot. Rob, what do you think as a whole? Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I like them fine. Cool, cool. And I, I believe, uh, uh, Jomo, you, have, you, you like them, I, I assume? This, if it wasn't for Slipknot, if it wasn't for George Jordanson, we wouldn't have so many fucking great bands that got influenced by them. George Jordanson, yeah. you, you ask modern drummers today, they'll be like, yo, who's one of your favorite fucking drummers, you know? fucking Joey Jordanson the dudes you know and for me it's always gonna it will always be it will always be Neil Peart um mm -hmm. Neil Peart is probably the best drummer of all time still is always will be fattest dick mm -hmm. in the world um it's but, girthy but Joey Jordanson I respect because the dude is so fucking talented and has his hands and heart deep into fucking into metal and any yeah. type of music so I, I I think that slip the whole Slipknot era I think he, he, he did the band well. Yeah. I always found his drumming interesting, even <clears throat> just hearing it when it was coming out, because it was so different than everything else. You can And, like, the tone on his, like, the bass drum just sounds so different from a lot of other ones. All right. So now we're going to move on to another band that he was a part of, uh, one of Jomo's favorite bands, it, the Murder Dolls. <laughs> so... So I don't expect anyone here to have listened to their second album. I did only, <laughs> only because I want to drop the, the artwork in here. And Joey uh, Jordison was a part of that album. 
Um, hang on, let me drop the first one in. So the first album that the Murder Dolls had was called Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls, which is a play on the name of the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which came out in 1970. Um, so this band was formed by uh, Joey Jordison and Trip uh, Eisen from Dope and Static X. <clears throat> he was kicked out of Static X in like 2005 oh, yeah. or something because he's a he's a pedo. Yeah, he's a he's a rapey fuck. Yeah, he was statutory raping girls. Yeah. Um, so he went to jail and stuff and whatever. Uh, so he only played on, I can't remember if he played on the first album or if it was just their EP uh, or the, the demo that they had. What's up? It wasn't just him. It was also uh, AC Slade and Wednesday 13. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can, can I get to that? You, you, can I talk? You, can I talk? You're segueing, your, your whole delivery. You could read a fucking phone book and it'd be a lot yeah, okay. better. <laughs> I'm joking, Thanks, I'm joking. I'm joking. Thanks, <laughs> All right, so Murder Dolls are often described as Motley Crue meets Misfits by critics and fans alike. The first, dude, here's the thing. Even if you hate the Murder Dolls, you got to give them credit for the names of their albums. The first EP is called, is titled The Right to Remain Violent. Like, oh, God. Tell me dad jokes before you read titles of murder doms. Holy shit. Fine. Whatever. Uh, band was confirmed to be broken up in 2013. Uh, and in 2018, the former drummer, Ben the Ghoul Graves, died at age 45. Um, so Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls came out in 2002. It's a 15-track uh, record. It's the band's first studio album. And I already said that the, uh, the name is taken from the 1970s film. Singles on this album, Dead in Hollywood and White Wedding. Yeah, sorry. Wednesday 13 is the other person who was involved. Uh, with this band so wednesday 13 is a singer who was in another band called the frank uh the frankenstein drag queens from planet 13. oh my and... god what jomo what I, I i don't even want to talk about this shitty ass band well it's too fucking bad <laughs> so it's too bad all right so some of the songs on their first album beyond the valley of the murder dolls were songs originally written by Wednesday 13's previous band, which I already said the name, uh, Slip My Wrist, Twist My Sister, Dead in Hollywood, Die My Bride, 1970-666, uh, Kill Miss America. Uh, and there's there's a bonus track on this album called I Love to Say Fuck. So when I think about this first record, I feel like Wednesday 13 has a has like a one of those uh, fucking binders or whatever that you like write shit in. And there's just a checklist of like edgy shit to say. Yep. And he's like trying to check it off as he goes yep. down the thing. Because it's it just like at least the, the album after this Women and Children Last, I I like considerably more than this album. I uh like the music is fine in most of this. Where we start going off the cringe side is completely lyrics and and all that kind of stuff. Um uh, some of the uh, the writing and the guitar solos are pretty fucking impressive on some of these songs. But yeah, it's the other stuff like there's a song on here about like killing his wife or his his bride and he's it's not like one of those things like um where it would be like some corny uh, uh nightmare before Christmas thing. It's like the dude is like murdering her or whatever. Uh, they covered White Wedding as well by uh, Billy Idol. And yeah, there's. I want to pull some lyrics up while I ask Jomo and Rob what they thought about this album. But um, I don't hate this. There's a lot of punk going on here. And there's like some metal things, some punk things. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of don't hate it. But at the same point, it's like, I don't know how you go from being in Slipknot to being in this. Uh, so uh, Rob, tell me what you thought. Did you listen to this? Did you listen to any of their stuff? 
A little bit. On Spotify, White Wedding is their most popular song, uh, 3 million views. Uh, Summertime Suicide has about 2 million views. That's like a pop-punk song. Uh, I'm, I, I, I listen to plenty of Blink-182, so pop-punk doesn't offend me. Um, some of the uh, cringe lyrics that I wrote down are D-E-A-D, that's how I want to be, and... <laughs> And Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling the lyrics up for that one because I want to. I want to talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, Jomo, Jomo, do you want to talk now? Oh my god, fucking. So if, Jomo, if I had when, to hear... when we first were talking about this, Jomo said the Murder Dolls suck. I had never heard of this band, and you were like, "Oh yeah, they suck balls." Oh yeah, they still suck balls. It's like dog shirt wrapped in dog shit, wrapped in Harvey Weinstein's uh, rapey face. Um, mm. What the fuck? I w- the cringe level of lyrics, uh, yeah. medi- mediocre fucking uh, fucking instrumentals. So just so you know, Joey Jordison, I believe, plays, plays guitar. guitar. Yeah, yeah he, he plays, plays guitar in this. But part. that's the only saving grace. Whatever part, wherever his track is at, that's the only thing that sounds good to me. Everything else is dog shit. Yeah, yeah fucking just horrible fucking albums. Uh, we could get, go through both of these fucking albums. Both of them are dog shit. Both of them are terrible. Both of them need to be burned. And if I had a fucking revolver, I'd shoot all the members in the head and then let Joey go. But I, you ever seen fucking Fight Club where he 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 pulls a trigger, but it, there's no. Yeah. It's just a reminder. Get back to metal. Get back mm-hmm. to metal. And then he runs away. You know, like fucking going back to his drum set. That's what I would do mm-hmm. with the whole fucking band of the Murder Dolls. Awful, awful fucking music. I'd rather listen to Marilyn Manson's all of Marilyn Manson shit than listen to the fucking Murder Dolls. How are you? Wait, what? How are you gonna hate on Manson? I'm Manson not, was fucking awesome. No, he was not. What are you fucking oh, talking? Bro. That's a that's another episode. That's another episode. That's oh, another, definitely. Go fuck yourself. Nice. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, thanks, Rob. We need you. I need I need your energy. All yes. right. Well, hang on a second, because I got the lyrics up here. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, the used had a had a CD "Lies for the Liars," and on that they had a song called "Liar Liar," I believe, and it was like "Liar Liar Pants on Fire," right? It's fucking dumb, but whatever. Then when Jomo graced us with "Breaking Benjamin" on their debut album, they had a song "Rain," and <laughs> I had mentioned that when I'm listening to it, I was like, "Please don't tell me the fucking chorus to <laughs> the song is "Rain Rain Go Away," and sure enough, it was. And um, so many people were like, I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, it's not really good. Um, even though it's like, it's like, you know, one of the, it's like when you don't want it, it's like, okay, I don't want to think about like X, but all day long now you're thinking about X because you put it in your head. That's like, I don't want to think and instead of just naturally not thinking about it. You're now trying to not think about it. So you're like thinking about it all the time. Have you guys ever done this or is this just me? Yeah, it happens. Yeah, okay. So every now and then I'm walking around and this fucking rain song comes in, like, gets stuck in my head. And I'm like, I don't know. Get out of here. I don't want it in here. So, like, the nursery rhyme shit, like, the the liar, liar, pants on fire, which is, like, shit you would say as a kid, uh, doesn't re- – it's, it's – I get the idea. I get the like for it. I get the nostalgia for it. Like, you want to make a song that says it because you think it's, like, profound – uh, it's not profound. It's not fucking good. They used might I have to go back and listen to it. Maybe they pulled it off. It's at least better than Rain, I'll tell you that much. But then as I'm listening to this, this album, Beyond the, Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls, Twist My Sister comes on. And I did a quadruple take when I heard this shit. And I had to I had to at everybody in our Discord and be like, listen to this. Like when we talk about them, you need to have listened to this song. 
So it's like, I would be embarrassed to say some of this stuff. And this song, it wasn't even written for this album. This is one of the ones that was written before. So he wrote it, recorded it, then still didn't think it was cringe enough and did it again. <laughs> so he's, it starts off, <laughs> old, old McDonald had a farm. E-I, E-I, oh my God. And then thou shall not take any more shit and I'll split my sister and her motherfucking lip. Bro. And it, then, then in the second verse, uh, Rob mentioned this. I'm going to say the whole line. Jimmy crack corn and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll take a butcher knife and ram it in her fucking gut. And when I hear this, I'm just like, bro, you, you didn't you didn't sing this. Like, and be like, oh, this is really good. You weren't, you weren't like, this is going to change lives. No, I, no. I like this kind. Like I don't know. The whole album isn't this <laughs> terrible. But when I hear shit like this, I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I gotta, part, I gotta partly check out from this. <laughs> the murder dolls for me are like going to a bar, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna behave tonight. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get blacked out at the bar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to. So you get to the bar. You know, you can, you can never figure out what's gonna happen. The whole place is going crazy. Next thing you know, you're waking up in the morning. You have no clue what the fuck happened. Uh, you know, there's blood. You're missing like a sock, and like you don't know where the fuck you are. It's like you're still, you're still alive, right? It didn't kill you, but it's like not probably something you're gonna bring up in everyday conversation, right? I, I don't. I've never even heard of these guys before Jomo brought them up. And I'm surprised Jomo knew about them so much that he fucking hated them. Only but at, at the same point, like, I don't hate this band. I don't. I'm, as I'm listening to it, there's good music. But it's, it's prim- there's a song on here called, uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? It's called uh, Grave Robbing USA. And it has, like, a beginning and an end sketch where they're, like, robbing a grave. But it sounds like they're trying to open a grave and, like, Fuck the corpse. I can't understand completely what they're saying, but they're like, oh no, I'm in I'm, me first, me first. Oh, like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What are you doing? So yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not in love with it. I'm not going to listen to these albums ever again. But at the same point, I, I'm not like I fucking hate it. It's one of these things that's kind of it goes off the deep end of stupidity to kind of be okay with me. What do you want to say, Jomo? Listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna just stop everyone real quick and say, you can save fifteen percent or more on your insurance by switching to Geico. That's all I'm saying. Um, for this, the second thing I'm gonna say, oh oh, you decided to grace us with a crispy boy. What are you drinking? Oh, I did earlier, but I, I guess you didn't hear. No, I didn't want to hear. Um, the okay. only reason I listened to the Murder Dolls, right? The only reason I heard of the fucking Murder Dolls is. I had a phase where I was listening just strictly just to drumming and I didn't give a fuck about anything. And Joy Jordanson was one of the guys I was like kind of studying, kind of like yeah. trying to mimic his style. Um, but then I was like, oh, he plays more than just fucking drums. He plays guitars. He plays bass. He, 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 he knows how to fucking engineer. He's good, right? But when I listened to Murder Dolls, I was like, and there was this one guy uh, when I was uh, living in Japan, well, stationed there really, um, that was obsessed with the murder dolls. And I'm just like, they're, they're, they're not that good. Like, how, how do I tell him this, you know, without fucking up his day? I would, I'd rather shove a dildo up my own ass than listen to fucking murder dolls. This band is hitting one specific demographic. So the, it's like, you know, people who love like um, B, what do they call them? B movies? B movie, yeah, yeah. B, yeah. yeah, B movies. But yeah, like even though they're not going to be on like anyone's list of like top 500 movies of all time, there are people who fucking love those movies because that is what they're into. They're into the whole um, kind of 
I don't know, whatever these guys, I don't, what do you, what do you call it? Like whatever these guys are called is like, I don't even know what to even call it. There's a, there's a name for this band, like their type of music, um, like goth punk or some shit like that. I've, I've, yeah. And, and there's people, yeah. And, and there's people who that's their thing. So um, there's probably tons of this, these types of bands that you've never heard of that, you know, didn't get record deals or whatever. I, I hate to be rude, but I, I want to go out on a limb and say these guys would never have been signed if Joey Jordan, Joey Jordison was not in yes, the band. Yes, 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 you're right. Um, also, it's weird that they put out an album in 2002 and the next one didn't come out until 2010. Um, also, um, so in 2010, they pretty much, Joey Jordison and um, Wednesday 13, uh, wrote and recorded <laughs> essentially the entire album themselves. Uh, Mick Mars actually played on two of the songs and helped write two of the songs that were on it. Uh, and that album was called Women and Children Last. Um, I said that I thought that this was a funny title because everyone's it's it's just a play on women and children first. It's not like hilarious. Like you're not going to go on. You're not going to do stand up and, and say this album name and, and expect laughs. But it's like yes. tongue in cheek, fucking dumb, like funny or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I these guys are. There are sometimes when I'm listening to their their the music and I'm like, this is genuinely good. Like some good good playing, good musicianship. The people, the riffs are good, the solos are good. Um, but then, like, I it comes back to the singing, and I'm just like, ah, oh, God, fuck, just mute it. I, I, the, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm actually let me drop the the artwork. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this, Rob? No. Okay. This is the cover art for <clears throat> Women and Children Last. Mm, great yeah fucking boring it should have been a it should have been a ship sinking and like and like <laughs> them getting thrown off or something yes like it sucks right yeah at least the first one is okay yeah, yeah anyway the first, um, the first one looks like it's ripping off a of corn but i'm just we'll move past that so joe Moore, are you ever gonna listen to these guys again never i would like i said dildo and ass first before i listen to this shit i'd rather i'd rather jerk off and then immediately mm -hmm. after, take a shit, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know how you pee after you're done jerking off, right? And and, and, and taking a shit? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that, and I, I just want to see, like, there's, like, cum on top of the water, but then there's a shit in the ground. I, this is what I think about if a gay dude gets <laughs> fucked in the ass. And Bro, you have, you have so many toilet. fucking problems. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, oh, is that what that looks like? That looks like a dude getting fucked in the ass, you know, and then he takes a shit after because he's got to relieve himself, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, that wasn't okay. funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Th Let's move on. Thanks. Let's move on. Thanks, Jim. Okay, so I want to read a couple of YouTube comments <laughs> on, on this. So, unfortunately, Women and Children Last um, are, was not put into one long, uh, uh, you know, video on YouTube. So yeah. all of the videos are on their channel most of the channels turn off comments so you can't say anything on any of their songs um they just don't want to deal with the shit and that's all of them it's not just the murder dolls like don't be like oh it's because the music is shit it's tons of them i think slipknot might have even had them turned off so you have to go find someone else who put the album up and then people comment on that so on uh beyond the valley of the murder dolls here's some youtube comments i remember listening to this every day takes me back first band i ever saw live they played with stone sour completely changed my music taste Great album, love horror punk. I bought this CD back when I was dating the best girl I ever was with. Good times. Hopefully I'll find someone like her again. Oh, God. Listening in 2021 and thrashing like I did back in the day. So there's, there's something out there for everybody. Yeah, and there's also people who shit on other people's chests and then 
fucking roll their ass across their chest smearing the shit. But yeah, it ain't right. True. Just like the fucking murder dolls. <laughs> it, it, just, it just ain't right. <laughs> well, they, they exist. And like I said, you, you, you didn't die after listening to it. So it's, it's not the worst thing. You can just move on like it doesn't exist. Uh, they're filling some hole. But yeah, I, I, not to be rude, but I, if Joey wasn't in the band, I don't see them having gotten a record deal. At least that high. Because most of the songs on their first album were recorded... 10, 5, 10, whatever years ago with his other bands, and I don't think that they had any big record uh, deal. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Hi. So now we're going to move on to Roadrunner United. Um, this is something I remember. I'm, I'm happy we listened to this because I remember this being a thing back in the day, and then I completely forgot that it even existed. So Roadrunner United... Um, it's an 18-track record released in 2005, coming in just under 77 minutes long. It is a project organized by American heavy metal record label Roadrunner Records to celebrate its 25th anniversary. Four team captains were chosen to lead 57 artists from 45 past and present Roadrunner bands. They would select the musicians they wanted for each song and produce and oversee the album. The team captains included a then-Slipknot drummer Joey Jordison, producing five tracks, Trivium frontman and guitarist Matt Heafy, producing four tracks, Fear Factory guitarist uh, Dino Cazares, uh, producing four tracks, and Machine Head frontman and guitarist Rob Flynn, producing four tracks. There is also one track called Roads that was performed and written by Opeth and Type O Negative. Uh, a two-hour concert took place in New York City to celebrate the release of this album and it included many of the musicians playing together with a set list containing some of the most famous and popular songs released by Roadrunner Records over the years. Uh, this is a genius idea. Uh, I'm going to assume other labels have done this in the past. Uh, it's a great idea. You have this huge pool of artists who don't hate you that used to be with you and ones that are with you now who don't hate you. Uh, you have a lot of this talent, especially, you know, they're all relatively in the same uh, environment it's, it's metal uh, you're combining them together you have four people who are pretty much these captains uh, they get to pick and choose from everyone who's willing to do this uh, you say i want this person on guitar this person on drums this person on bass i want this person to sing and i want this person to play the solo and we're going to work on a song uh, four songs well each song can still have a different lineup and then that is the album brilliant idea all all-star musicians these guys are all you know they're currently they're whether they are with Roadrunner or not, they're probably currently playing music, um, and so they're probably at the top of their game. Other bands uh, included here that were not in the four I talked about above, Three Inches of Blood, 36 Crazy Fists, Annihilator, Cannibal Corpse, Chimera, Cold Chamber, Cradle of Filth, Death, Devil Driver, Exorder, Glassjaw, Gruntruck, El Nino, Killswitch Engage, King Diamond, Life of Agony, Misfits, Murder Dolls, Opeth, Sepultura, Spineshank, Soulfly, Still Remains, Stone Sour, Suffocation, Typo Negative, Vision of Disorder, and Vital Remains. One of those might be wrong. It's really hard trying to figure out everything that's going on in this album. Rob, what did you think about this? Um, I, I went into this not knowing anything about it. Uh, I went, I just, uh, you know, turned on Spotify. This The first song reminded me of a uh, fucking... Uh, what's that band from Westfield that uh, was famous for like two seconds and had super slow, boring songs covered Nutshell by Alice in Chains one time? Stained. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, God, I forgot they even existed. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, fucking low blows. 
Yeah. God, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. One of the, yeah, the 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 song with the most plays reminded me of that, and then the first song reminded me of Kill Switch Engage because there's like a like a metal metalcore like riffs, and then there's like a softer chorus, and uh, you know I I I, I kind of made some some I I love singing, and I but when the when metal bands have a soft chorus, it kind of uh, turns me off a bit. Uh, but okay, and so I, I I heard that, and then the the second song seemed to have like a different kind of like genre to it, and the third one was like a death metal song, and I'm like, oh, this one really appeals to me. This shows me things that I, and then the fourth song came on, and I'm like, that that has to be this either King Diamond or they're trying to make a King Diamond song. So then I looked it up, and it's like, oh yeah, Glenn Benton was. Uh, uh, I used to listen to Deicide. Um, and he's the one who made that song, uh, Annihilation by the Hands of God, that I, w- I was just talking about. And it's like, okay, so now I see what, uh, what they're doing. And like, it, it was fascinating to me to, if I understand correctly, I know you just said this, but uh, like, uh, they decided that they were going to make music in the style of somebody that was on there. So like, Annihilation by the Hands of God is, is, is I believe, an original by... Joey Jordison and Rob Barrett. Yes, I believe. Yeah, on this album. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think these are all originals. Yeah, and all every originals. song every song is original. Yeah, that yeah. So I I would love to make an album like this, like where exactly I'm, yes, right? Yes, Isn't it genius? Yes. It is genius. I love this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I like there there were songs that I I really liked, um, and it was. Like uh, Andy LaRock is in uh, track track fourteen says says yep. Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I saw him when I was going through. He, dude, he's a god. Yeah, he is. He is. I I like I could just imagine like meeting all my idols and uh, I would I think I would have so many ideas trying to uh, you know bring forth like my idols as I was making music. I don't know. I really like this album. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really original. I fucking love it. Jomo told me he doesn't like this as much as he likes Murder okay. Dolls, though. Okay. Go fuck uh, yourself. Uh, go fucking. Got go, go put your. Try to shove your right. dick up your own ass. Holy shit! First off, let me All say right. so, let me say something about What's this up? goddamn What's album. Up? I listened to this. Uh, I don't know where I was at. I I wasn't in America. I was in a different country. It may have been Japan or another country. Um, mm-hmm. h- however, fucking listen to this song. When I heard Annihilation by the Hands of God, I was like. The bass, listen to the isolated bass, listen to the fucking, the, the guitars are insane. The drumming, the drum work, like the opening drum work by Joey Jordanson, pure big dick energy. Like the Tom Phils, his double bass, fucking, his blast beat, insane, man. Everything was great about it. Um, he played he played bass on Tired and Lonely and drums. I thought that was kind of more that, uh, what Rob talked about previously, like the kind of stoner rock, kind of easy mellow shit. And I love that he can just balance out and just get within every genre and just kind of just be fluid in that. He's very uh, music fluid when it comes to his, his style. He doesn't really want to get, I guess, typecasted as just some metal, new metal guy. Um, it shows very much how, how dynamic the fucking guy is. No Way Out is kind of like that whiny fucking uh, Taking Back Sunday slash um, shitty rock that, uh, that is put out there. Um, it was too whiny for me. Uh, however, I appreciate that Joe was actually part of that and probably made the track somewhat listenable to the people who might enjoy it. Um, Enemy of the State, he was also on that. Fucking did not like that song at all whatsoever. 
It felt it felt just too weird, experimental rock, not for me. Um, it kind of felt like I was uh, in, in a dream, and there was a guy trying to rape me in that dream, and I was running away from him. I didn't like it at all, at all. Okay, all right. So other than that, I thought the whole concept of the Roadrunner United record was was good. I think Joey's tracks were definitely better. Um, except for Enemy of the State. That's all I have to say. I'm trying to... <clears throat> so when I look in here, I'm trying to think of... Um, if, if you look up the people who are here from Killswitch, right? Howard Jones is here, yeah. <clears throat> who at that point was in Killswitch. Jesse Leach is on this, who at that point was out of Killswitch. Um, Mike, from, the bass player of Killswitch, is in here, but neither of the guitar players... Uh, Adam D is not on this, which is surprising. And because uh, Adam D is always out, and he's yeah. like a very like out there dude. But if he doesn't want to, he's been in so many projects. That guy's been yeah. Well, I was I was trying to see like what they were doing at this point because Joel isn't on here either. And then the the drummer, I don't know who they had. Uh, they had the other guy from Blood Has Been Shed, I think, at that point because this is post uh, the uh, end of heartache. So yeah. he's not on here either. Joel, so, yeah, I don't know what they good, though. Fuck off, dude. He's not that good. He's You're a fucking good. troll, dude. Adam he's D's, awesome. Adam D's way better. Bro, get yeah, bent, way better, way better. That's you're, all I'm saying. You're, you're crazy, man. You're, you're they're both, I mean, they're both, they're both I like amazing. You, but you're crazy. I remember when they had that CD that came out, the one that was, uh, it was just called Kill Switch Engage. It came out in 2009. It like didn't do very well. Yeah. I remember a comment <laughs> on YouTube. There's a comment on YouTube that said, Adam D must have let the other guitar player write this album. And Bro, I was like, wow, yes, damn, yes. Big facts, big facts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even a fact. So it's a fucking fact. Anyway, yeah, it's a great idea. I would like to see this more. Um, I, I can't imagine how much money this cost and how much time it took to to do something like this, especially when you have all these bands that are, you know, they're whether they're on your label or not, they're probably writing music still, touring and all that kind of stuff. So getting these people together to write stuff. And also this came out in 2005. So it's not like being in 2021 where you can all just get on this and, you know, talk about music and stuff. It's, it's everything pre-2010 is more complicated. Uh, for for all this kind of stuff, it's getting people together who aren't near each other, all that kind of shit. Um, so it, it took it took a lot of time, a lot of energy. It sounds great. The recording is fantastic. Uh, if you watch the DVD, uh, which is the live concert, there are songs in there from Stormtroopers of Death, uh, King Diamond, Annihilator, the Trivium songs, My Last Serenade is on there by Killswitch. Uh, there's a Stone Sour song on there, uh, Bother, which I believe was their first hit. Uh, Surfacing is on there by Slipknot. Uh, Sick is on there by Slipknot. There's some Sepultura on there. So what that what that was is there's like a core band of of however many people. Dino's on there. Adam, Paul Gray, <clears throat> Joey Jordison. Uh, I try not to say people's names because I always mispronounce them. Uh, but there's other people on there. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I can't pronounce them. I don't know what what it's supposed to be. Uh, so they would be like a core band where they're playing all these songs, whether they were in part of these bands or not. And then they would have other people come in. Matt Heafy would come in. Uh, uh, Scott Ian comes in for some Stormtroopers of Death. Um, all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty much just like this huge party. It's just awesome. Uh, so, yeah, great idea. Very, very cool. Um it was nice to look into this because I remember the CD coming out. I remember listening to it a little bit, um, but I didn't know. I don't think I ever knew anything. But I don't. I didn't look into anything behind it or whatever. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, this is called. This is yeah. This is called the All Star Sessions. I don't know if I said that, um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. It's it's a cool idea, and you know the the four of them who were in charge. You know, props to everyone who was uh, 
involved in this, but the the four people who were spearheading this for Roadrunner did a fantastic job, and they made you know great music and a great album. Yes. Let's let's not forget how how fucking deep Joy Jordanson's hands are involved, were involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fucking music, the dude is a savage. Rest in yeah, fucking peace, man. Um, we hope that you're not in pain anymore. Um, yes, and that you can move on to to some freedom. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, man. All right. So, Jomo, who are we listening to next week? <sighs> All right. All right, boys and girls, pull your shotguns out because we're listening to Nirvana. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. No, this is good. This is good. Yeah, I. I think Nirvana will be a good... We're going to listen to the, the three albums that Nirvana put out, plus the Unplugged the okay. unplugged uh, session. I thought that was great. So you're talking Bleach, Nevermind, and Utero, and Unplugged? Yeah. Those three. So we'll, we'll get that chat started. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And yes. here is your final joke. Why do orphans eat cereal with water? Aw, why? Because their dad never came back with the milk. <laughs>